Swish. Flop. Swish. Flop. The wave slapped gently at the side of the wooden vessel. It was 10 p.m., far past Andrew's bedtime. But the boat was rocking, and land was near. Andrew didn't know how, but he could sense it. The grown-ups were in the next room. Andrew could hear John's voice through the wall. He peered through a crack to try and see what was going on. The lantern in the cabin was dim, and Andrew wanted to get a closer look. He tiptoed past a half-empty crate of hardtack and a barrel full of rainwater. Even though the ship was creaking, he stepped on just the right spots in the floor so as not to wake the other kids. Finally, he stepped out onto the deck, shivering in the night air. Life is tough, but it's 1620, and that's what you get when you set sail on the Mayflower. (laughs) No. Andrew arrived at the cabin door. He laid down, peering inside. He got a good look at the room, but it didn't last long. John Smith saw him and bid him come in. (laughs) It's okay, Andrew. You're old enough now. We're chasing a dream you will get to grow up in. A few of the adults looked at him disapprovingly, but most didn't care. They were so close. We have faced many hardships, brothers and sisters, proclaimed John. Freezing nights! Little fresh water! And when someone drank our entire supply of protein shakes after three days! What the heck? (laughs) All the pilgrims nod sadly. Even one pilgrim who is six foot three and 288 pounds. His wood bench bending beneath his weight. (laughs) We have so many hard decisions. When we cut up blankets to make coats. When we cast lots to give medicine to the sick. And when we broke down the fishing equipment to build a squat rack. Everyone nods again. (laughs) But after sacrifice, our time has come to expand, to build. We will build churches, exclaims one man, to the sound of cheers. And warm, loving homes, shouts another. And and chain-link fences, shouts UFC and WWE (laughs) World Heavyweight Champion Pilgrim Brock Lesnar. Pilgrim Brock. Fashioned into eight-sided enclosures, where we shall strip to the waist and try and concuss one another with our hands and feet. (laughs) The pilgrims are now silent. Uh, And and chairs! They can fold up for easier storage! (laughs) Murmurs of approval begin again. But that's when we'll use them to hit each other right in the head! (laughs) The approval stops again, as John Smith again interjects. Thank you, Brother Lesnar, but now we must all get some sleep. The next morning, the pilgrims awoke to see the new world. The sunrise warms the frost of the open Massachusetts coast. Everything is ready for departure, but three things are missing. A lifeboat, the squat rack, and Pilgrim Brock Lesnar. (laughs) He is camped out on the beach. The outraged passengers gather together at the side of the vessel as they approach the shore. But before they can express their outrage, a bare-chested Brock calls from the shore. Oh no, finders keepers! (laughs) You aren't parking that on my seaside real estate. Yo! He calls over his shoulder into the woods. Squanto, watch this! (laughs) What? With a grunt, he pushes the Mayflower off the sand and back into the water, sending the pilgrims toppling to the deck. 
Brock Lesnar picks up a round stone, which he easily throws 75 miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Now enraged, the pilgrims gather crude weapons and pile into lifeboats and canoes. An enraged John Smith shouts to shore, By God, Brother Lesnar, you will not take this land. Oh, you can have it, he whispers back. If you can get through Plymouth Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, set your clocks to 1620. You're the Brock to God. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we got a doozy for you. It's Aaron, Cameron, and Sean here as always, oh, answering man. the most important questions. Uh, no, these aren't important questions. No, 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 they're, they're we're just answering important. questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Questions sent to us by you, our listening audience. Uh, we have one this week. This comes from Alex in Dallas. Dear Broctagon team, happy Thanksgiving. That's a little late. Uh, <laughs> how many times out of 10 could Brock Lesnar stop the pilgrims from landing at Plymouth Rock? We'll say there are 30 of them, and they come in boats five at a time. They only have a few crude weapons. Thanks, Alex. Alex, you're a genius. I like it. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Good question. You know what? It's (laughs) nice for us this far into the show to go back to our roots of Brock Lesnar fighting the early settlers of this country. Yeah. Yeah. Brock doesn't have any weapons, right? It's just him, right? I, so yeah, we, the que- question didn't specify him having any weapons. He did bring with him. Let me check again. A he, bowflex. Yeah, he has a lifeboat and a squat rack. So okay. yeah, he could rack. use that as a weapon. We'll say sure. I like to imagine Brock Lesnar at the first Thanksgiving dinner, and he just keeps like shoveling his arms to gather food to himself and not <laughs> share with anybody, eating <laughs> cornucopias. He just gets there and he's like, "Oh, this is beautiful." What about for the rest of you guys? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what are you going to eat? Uh, what What are the other pilgrims working with? What do they have? Because if it's just five like regular pilgrims coming up against Brock from a boat, uh, he's winning this ten times out of ten. It's it's thirty five at a time. I stand by my statement. You're saying he's got him ten times out of ten? Yeah. It's just a boat with five guys who come up, get the crap beat out of them, and then another boat with five guys rolls up. They get the crap. That just happens until it doesn't. This is just like a treadmill of pain. Yeah. Yeah. For them. <laughs> I think uh I think on that first boat, Brock gets that pitchfork. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> And then For he sure. swims out to the main flower, <laughs> yeah, sticks it in the side. Pick it up, boats one by one. <laughs> he sticks it in the side of the Mayflower, and then it starts sinking. Uh, he's like swimming out there with a the pitchfork, and he's like, hey, did you guys see Aquaman? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, a pitchfork is just a land trident. <laughs> That's how we keep score. Like, by the time the fifth boat gets out there, he's got four pitchforks sticking out of the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fifth one he does diagonally. Yeah. Even with the pitchfork. I I think that just makes it faster for him. Have you guys ever seen, like, the records of, like, who lived the first year? So many of them died. Like, Not a lot of more them. More than yeah. half of them. Yeah. Yeah. More of them died than lived. 
They were yeah. not doing good when they rolled up, and they were doing worse when they got there. These aren't just, prime fighters. No, 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 no. What? Sean, what are you saying? I don't want to jump to what we should be at at the end of the show, but I think if you just put him on the Mayflower, Brock Lesnar could single-handedly turn it around back to England. (laughs) (laughs) I think he could beat up every person on that boat if he put his mind to it. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I'm serious. Like halfway through the voyage where they already lost a bunch of people, they don't have any food. Brock's like, I think we should turn back. And and one, one guy's like, Verily, thou art a coward. And he goes, can I talk with you for a second? He goes, <laughs> they, go into a, and they go into a room and, and they come back out like 15 seconds later. And the guy's just like, the Lord hath spoken through brother Lesnar. I repent of my unbelief. Let us turn back. <laughs> the guy's clothes are on backwards. <laughs> yeah. His, his hat is flipped inside out. Yeah. Brock says they should go back, and they're like, nay, sir! And Brock just, like, breaks a two-by-four with his head. "Mm, King George makes a lot of good points. Imperialism is not a bad system. Not a bad system. You say tyrant, I say extravagant. Guys, I'm gonna be the historical stick of the (laughs) They were living in Holland at the time! But then who was their leader? Who did they answer to? Uh, William Bradford. Okay, that they were like, don't wait. Did you William say Bradford? John Smith? Did, did someone? Did someone yeah, say he's the jo- leader of the ship. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. John Smith is from Pocahontas. <laughs> you know, he is. <laughs> it's William Bradford. Okay. Let me just say this, that by the way, Brock Lesnar could have stopped Pocahontas in 15 minutes. No, no, no. No, I mean the movie, not the individual. I think the white man boats pull up and Pocahontas comes out of the forest and Brock comes out of the forest and the boats just turn around, go the other way. (laughs) Yeah, instead instead of them going, it's mine, mine, they just see Brock and they're like, it's theirs. <laughs> they turn around. I'm sure there's another Plymouth Rock in South America. <laughs> Can you paint with all the colors of the gym? <laughs> Can I throw a different question at you guys? Oh, sure. It's 1620. Brock Lesnar is a passenger on the Mayflower uh-huh. and that he just takes a canoe off to the shore before them, says finders keepers. Uh-huh. They turn around. How many times out of 10 do you think Brock Lesnar can solo survive for a year? Oh, man. He, 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 has, to, uh-huh. he has to battle nature and I'm assuming there are Native Americans around too. So he has to like make peace. Can he? Is he allowed to like team up with the natives and like accept help from them? Yeah, 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 but like you have to factor in there are times where they want to fight him too. Yeah, I, I think, think he's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a lot of those times. I think the Native Americans were pretty cool to the pilgrims. Yeah. When, when they rolled up. The the pilgrims were afraid, but I don't think it would be too hard for Brock Lesnar and the Native Americans to hit it off and I for agree. it to stay that way. I'm going to say he's successful <laughs> in doing that. Uh, I like to think that like he's so successful 
that like when the pilgrims show up a year later, he already has like a Dunkin' Donuts franchise set up. (laughs) (laughs) And the the pilgrims roll up and all the other Native Americans, now they're like all jacked like him. That's that's the truth, yeah. So So they're just like, they share resources. He shares his secrets. <laughs> yeah. So the, the rest of the pilgrims like, well, let's make peace right now. <laughs> no other white man's ever coming to North America. <laughs> they're like in the middle. They're in the absolute middle of the Atlantic Ocean and arrows start hitting them. <laughs> to turn back. <laughs> Meanwhile, the natives are back on land. Just like, beating a deer to death with steel chairs like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you Brock Lesnar this is much better than Spears <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I think Brock is successful like 8 times out of 10 I did, I was going to say 7 I'll stick at 7 I think, I think Brock can survive a year by himself slash with Native Americans helping out yeah I think he's got it. Yeah, yeah I, I think eight times out of ten. Uh, uh, like by himself, I don't think he would have posed like any immediate threat to the natives. And he's an outdoorsman. Yeah, and he's huge, so that probably would have been useful to them as well. Oh yeah, this is I, this is probably the closest to being legitimately intellectual we've ever been on this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Brock I don't Lester's- think so. I don't. I, I think we're still idiots. No, 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 we're still idiots. This is just the closest. Like five to- minutes ago, we were talking about Native Americans driving through the Dunkin' Donut drive through <laughs> like, like, What are you talking about? Okay, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. The history of North America changes significantly if Brock Lesnar yes. is like is taken the first in, person here. Yeah. Take, taken in travel. by the Native Americans. You know what? If that happens, they probably invade Europe. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the tables are turned. George is just like sitting in his castle and he hears like the Brock Lesnar guitar riffs on that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think, I do think if, uh, if Brock Lesnar is with the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock, less of them die. He would be useful to them. Have you guys ever thought about how crazy it is to be a pilgrim? Someone, just a person said, hey, there's a different world. And you're like, okay, cool. Me and my family will get on a boat and just hope that there is. We'll just go there. Yeah. Yeah. These people are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Just like certifiable idiots. Yeah. Might as well have been a timeshare on the other side. You know what I mean? (laughs) Really? The new world is there. And if you tell three of your friends and they tell three of their friends. (laughs) Even the reason why they left was like, is bullcrap because they were living in Holland. And as I understand it, they were free to practice their religion. They were just upset about the fact that their kids were learning how to be Hollanders instead of English. That is it. I've had enough of living in a place where people are different than me. We're going across the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure nothing will happen. I'm getting real <laughs> sick of a cultural divide. <laughs> <I> wonder- 
We have nothing in common with these people. <laughs> with they their- show up. They show up, and the indigenous people are wearing clogs, and they're like, "Well, that's it. <laughs> Turn the boat around." They got really bad when Squato showed them how to use fish to plant tulips. They were like, "Oh, not again." <laughs> Uh, just got through this. How do you survive these harsh winters? Through the power of windmills, if you could believe that. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> they go to the new world and they're like, oh, delicious. What is this? We call it Dutch chocolate. <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> While we're talking about this, we do have a listener that speaks Dutch. Oh, wait, what? Oh, that's true. I don't know who you are. You reached out to us on Twitter. Yeah, you put up your year in review. And we were your number one podcast. Shout out you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I can't believe this is the second time we've said this on the show. But Cameron, how do you say thank you in Dutch? Oh, yeah. Didn't we say it was Danke? Danke. That's how you say thank you in German. Danke, listener. Danke, listener. So who's our guest next week? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you don't want to miss next week. Next week's going to be a classic. Um, gosh, I'm excited for this. Olympic solo bobsled racer Laura Nolte is coming on the show. She's here promoting her new book. It's a step-by-step guide to the sport. It's called Seat, Lay, Shove. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.